founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on the way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're working with our students in the community who are deep within the process of building their own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who have stood where you are and on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you'll have the results like some of the stories we're about to share. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. With that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Hey guys, Molly here. I'm Founders Community Manager and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with Kelsey, who is one of our Start and Scale students, who's made a great maternity activewear range that is so incredible. And I think she's got so much insight around this and she managed to sell $1,000 in her pre-launch phase. She's such a lovely person, so let's jump straight into it. Hi Kelsey, welcome. Why not start by introducing yourself and telling me a little bit more about your business? Sounds good. Hi, Molly. My name is Kelsey. And so um, I actually just launched our company, Be Active Maternity, a month ago. Um, we've been working on it for about a year. So um, I kind of started thinking about this company when I was on uh, pregnant with my second. I thought about it with my first. I didn't get around to it. And so with my second, I decided I would give it another try. Um, and so we are a maternity and nursing activewear line. Um, and so we have maternity leggings and nursing sports bras. We have nursing tops. I'm actually wearing one of our <laughs> tops right now. They're quite comfortable. I just wear them all the time. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so we just launched about a month ago. And so it's been really fun to, to meet different people through this. Yes, definitely. And it's so exciting having someone so fresh into the business uh, be on the podcast. So I'm really excited to speak more with you about that. But to begin, let me kind of know a little bit more about your background. What is it that you did prior to kind of, I guess, even having this idea and launching your business? Mm -hmm. So I was educated as a teacher. Um, so for a couple of years, I actually taught grade one in a Spanish bilingual school. So something very different. Um, and after I taught for a couple of years there, I taught high school as well or secondary uh, grades 10 to 12 and I taught Spanish again as well so I spent about five years as a teacher um, and then I was on maternity leave and that's when I first had the idea so that was about two and a half years ago that I first came out with the idea and then I just didn't really start it until until a year ago so yeah so my background is in education Incredible. And what do you think the real difference is between having the first initial idea and now acting upon that idea? Was it just experience of being a new mom and you wanted to learn more about um, e-commerce and the business side of things? Or was it just now that you're ready to, to have your own business and kind of go down that avenue? Mm -hmm. So I would say definitely at the beginning, the first time I thought of it, right after my first son was born a couple of years ago, um, I just found I was really overwhelmed with how to even get started and where to go. I didn't know anyone who had started um, a company, let alone a clothing company. And so it was hard to um, kind of know where to progress and who to ask for help from. And I had a little baby and I just got a little overwhelmed. Um, and I think with with my second, when I was pregnant, I was still frustrated by the same things. And I just, 
at that point I decided no matter what it took, I was going to, I was going to continue with it. So exciting. What were some of the challenges that you were facing with the active wear or maternity wear that you had with your, your firstborn? So with my firstborn, I just found that the options that were available weren't quite what I was looking for. Um, so I, I tend to search within Canada. That's where I am. And so I tend to search for um, stores within Canada. Sometimes it just makes it a little bit easier for shipping. And so I looked around and I couldn't find what I wanted. Um, so with my first, I did start doing sketches and stuff like that. And I just found that the quality, like I would order, I had a pair of leggings um, when I was pregnant and I tried to work out with them. Uh, with them on and they were awful like they would they would chafe they would ride down I would be so uncomfortable um, and I just wanted to completely give up on my working out and so I figured you know maybe there's other moms experiencing the same thing and this could be something that others are looking for as well so that was that was part of the challenge for me and also too I would find um, working out is something that just makes me feel really really good and energized and so during pregnancy that was really important and postpartum as well to help prevent postpartum anxiety and i found if i wore a regular sports bra my son would wake up you know five minutes before i was done my workout and with a regular sports bra i couldn't finish my workout but with these nursing sports bras it wasn't a problem so things like that that were hurdles now it's nice that they're not preventing me from being active so that's a great point. And I, I've had a look on your website and I absolutely think your innovation behind your products that you've released is so incredibly ingenious. I think it's a great way to have style and also the functionality that you provide to your customers. But I'd really love to talk about that in a little moment. But you touched upon something yeah. really important, which is the research aspect of your company and understanding women and understanding the struggles that they may have had. How did you go about um, kind of putting in the research? Was it to friends and family? Was it online in Facebook groups and communities? How did you navigate that? Um, so I would say the research was a bit of a combination. I mean, for for me, it was my own experience is what I started with. But obviously, I knew that wouldn't be enough to know what everyone else is feeling. Um, so I did talk to friends that were in kind of the same life stage. I reached out to different Facebook groups as well. Um, and then I would actually even to the point where once we had the idea started, I would be at the park, I would be at the grocery store, um, I, I would literally be anywhere. And if I saw someone who was pregnant or with a new baby, I would talk to them. And I was amazed and really encouraged by the response that I received um, from all of these women. I think maybe one out of 50, you know, didn't really care for it, but everyone else was very excited. And so that was very encouraging to hear them, you know, or, you know, some other people I knew would say things like, oh, I wish you, you know, would have started this five years ago when I had a little one, right? So I found that was um, very encouraging to just ask people through that. And that's kind of where I got my, my informal research, so. Great, and from the research that you did do, what were the two key, I guess, common factors that women were really struggling with in their maternity and active wear um, that you really wanted to fix? I would say the number one um, concern that most women had was that a lot of the clothing is, is not very um, 
not very attractive. Like you don't feel very good in it, right? The common word used was feeling frumpy, right? And just, you already feel different when you're pregnant. And I mean, you're gaining weight, which it's beautiful. It's part of pregnancy, but it is hard to kind of accept this new, you know, this new body when you're growing a baby and stuff like that. And so I found a lot of, a lot of women, myself included with the options out there. I just felt, I felt uncomfortable and I felt like, Oh, I can't wait to get out of this stage so I can just go back to wearing nice, normal clothing. Um, and so I would say the other one was quality. A lot of, a lot of the clothes, at least that I had experienced, um, if they had kind of the two layers to them for nursing, they were really hot. Um, and it was two layers of cotton and it wasn't very, um, comfortable or breathable and moisture wicking and things like that. Um, and then specifically for active wear within pregnancy and nursing, I just found there wasn't, and a lot of other women said there wasn't a lot of other options here. Um, and if there were options, they weren't very good quality materials. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible that you kind of noted these two two points, but they're big points and they're, they're really, really great innovations that you've had. And, and through your research, I think you've definitely nailed it if you're wearing it today, which is just goes to show that the quality and it being so comfortable is really, really great. Um, but speaking towards your manufacturing side, how did you kind of get the ball rolling on after you've done the research, you know what you want to fix? How did you then start your Be Active Maternity brand? Mm-hmm. So it was it was a lot of research. So in the beginning, I actually researched all the different types of fabrics. I really wanted, I didn't just want to kind of, you know, guess or go with something that wasn't, I didn't understand why I was using that. And so I actually researched the different types of fabric compositions and weights and things like that. And so once I had done that research, um, I did sketches, drawings, et cetera. And then I, I hired um, someone who did tech backs for our clothing. So they helped with the design of it. And then looking for a manufacturer, I, once again, I did a lot of research and um, I looked at a few different places. I contacted a few different places just to see what kind of certifications they had um, and what they could, what they could kind of offer and how they could work with us. So yeah, we ended up going with a place um, that specifically deals with activewear. Um, it's a female-owned company, and um, yeah, they just they have their Ocotex certificate and things like that, just to make sure that there's proper working conditions there as well, which is really important to us. And so they've been they've been really great to work with, and I'm very happy with that part. So yeah, that was kind of how the manufacturing process got started. Yeah, I find that so interesting and it's so great that you were able to kind of find someone that you really connected with and had the same vision. But a lot of people listening might find or or be kind of intimidated about the apparel industry because it does seem like there is so many hurdles that you have to cross. What were some of the challenges that you faced when you were picking out your manufacturer or even the type of materials that you wanted to use? I would say it was was tough. Um, So we ended up hiring a manufacturing company company overseas. We looked within North America and they all outsourced across um, overseas anyways. Um, And so I would say the time change as well as language barriers did make it a challenge. Definitely. Um, I found it was really important to, to fully understand kind of what you're talking about, but then also to give yourself grace and recognize that with the clothing industry, there, there are a few revisions that are needed with creating clothing and not to expect 
um, perfection from that very first try. And so something that we had done was when we received our first samples, we had just a ton of people try them on. I reached out to, you know, friends, family, people um, through mom's groups on Facebook. And I had as many people as I could try the clothing on. And I just documented all of their feedback, um, which was super, super helpful in making those adjustments that we needed for the second round and then for our final, our final um, samples. I think that's such a smart way to do it is sending out to so many people because getting that real and honest feedback from people that are going to probably buy the end result would have definitely, as you Mm. mentioned, helped perfect that final product. So I think that's a really smart way to do it. And from having all these samples and, and kind of finding the final product, what was the difference between that first sample and the final? Was it just the quality? Was it maybe some of the designs? Because I know some of your maternity bras have really nice designs on the back. Or was it just the aesthetic and color? What really kind of changed? Um, I would say, honestly, it was kind of all around. Like there was, I remember getting the first samples. To be quite honest, I was a little disappointed. And I thought, you know, this is not the standard that I'm looking for. Um, but, you know, instead of giving up, I said, okay, well, how can we change it? How can we make it what we do want? And so I would say there was just a lot of very detailed communication. I would send a lot of photos and describe, and I would change um, within that tech pack that just had all the specifications in it. I would, you know, sit for hours and hours changing every tiny detail of how you know, I wanted the size to change or the fabric or, you know, if we weren't really happy with um, even stitching, you know, changing something like that and just making sure that every little detail was was looked at and was taken care of. Um, so, yeah, so that those were some of the things. So I would say overall, I mean, um, the weight of the fabric, making sure our leggings were not see-through, they were squat-proof. Um, and then, yeah, with the bras, making sure the, de- the finer details and the support uh, were there as well. So those are, I would say those are main changes. Um, and then there were other little things kind of in between that. Um, I know I might have been a little bit picky, but I re- just really wanted it to, to come out with these products that people would genuinely be happy with. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. Focusing on the smaller details, I think, is very important, and I think it's great that you did because even in everyday active wear, there's the little things like being squat proof, but I feel like with um, maternity active wear, it would need to be even more with the support and the bras and things like mm. that. There's that mm-hmm. extra level of detail that has to go into it. So I think it's really great that mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did. And once mm-hmm. you, you had that final sample, what were the next steps from there? Was it simply, okay, now we have to think about the packaging and the brand? Um, because I know you kind of used the start and scale course to really help you with your marketing aspects, but mm-hmm. how did you go actually mm-hmm. developing the brand of Be Active? 
So I would say, yes, certain scale, we found that I think early on in the year, actually. And so it was really helpful just to kind of refocus when we would get lost and, and look through that. So I would definitely say, um, absolutely with creating, growing an audience before you launch, I would have never thought of that. That was a great idea. Um, and so I think that, and just even unboxing and kind of some of the ideas behind the brand. So I think it, it did take, you know, quite a bit of brainstorming and stuff to figure out exactly what we wanted for our brand and what we wanted to represent. Um, but I really appreciate the fact that that is so important. Um, you know, even down the road to look back and go, okay, what, what do we stand for? Who are we? What are we trying to represent? to women who are in this life stage right so I would say yeah it was it was really helpful within start and scale to just kind of see some other examples um, and all the resources that were given were really helpful as well to be able to draw on those and if you really do like delve into it it can it just gives you everything you need which is amazing <laughs> It definitely is. And I think it's really great that you touched upon the social aspect of it because having kind of um, a warm audience to launch to can definitely help with your um, tactics in launch and growth and, and actually scaling your company, which I think is really great. And the one thing that I love is that you're almost like the face of your brand. You have a real connection and people know your kids and, and your experiences. And I think that's really lovely. Was that always the idea from the start for you? You wanted to kind of have that connection and presence with your brand? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, honestly, the main thing for me, something that I admire most in people in general is authenticity. And so I wanted, and transparency. And so I thought, you know, if, I, if that's what I admire, that's what I want us to portray to the world. How can I do that without also being a part of it and, you know, being real with people, right? And I think too, especially in these early stages, talking to people in person, it was really, it was really neat to see how people would respond. And then, you know, seeing some of those people that I met at the playground or at the grocery store come through later and be really supportive and interested and, you know, loving their new sports bra or their leggings or whatever it was. Um, so as far as me being a part of that from the beginning, I think it was something that I kind of questioned whether that was what I should be doing or not. Um, but I do think, I think especially at the start, you know, it just kind of, it kind of makes sense. And I think going forward, I would love to have more people in it as well. And it's actually been really cool. A lot of the people that have been in photographs, I've never met them before. And I've just reached out and said, Hey, do you want to be in some of our photos? And it's amazing. The response of people, they're very, um, they're very responsive to, to being involved. And it's been a really neat experience to meet all these different people as a result of that. Definitely. Community building is something that just happens so naturally. And I think it's really great that through your research and now becoming a brand, you've been able to continue that. And with UGC or user generated content, like you've just said, mm -hmm. it's really powerful seeing your, your clothing or your brand on other people. Has that always been a mm -hmm. great strategy that's helped you grow your brand online as well Is just having the real reviews and the real customers on your page? Absolutely. I'm honestly, just even recently, I was thinking how much of a difference user generated content makes and just, I mean, as a consumer, I understand it, you know, 
there's kind of that different level of trust and respect for a review from someone who's, you know, not the one who started the company. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say user generated content has been very helpful. And then just reviews from people, um, has been helpful when you look at a product to buy. It helps a lot when you can kind of see the descriptions that others have had. And even for me, actually, the reviews have been, um, nice to have so that I can see, you know, what areas are they really loving? Which articles are they really loving? Um, you know, what are some things that maybe we could do even better next time? And so absolutely, I would say user-generated content has been very helpful. Mm. And always getting that feedback will just help you with new products and new iterations to come, which I think is just invaluable and, and something that you can always use. But has there been any mm-hmm. other key strategies or, or key things that you've done that has really helped you kind of um, had so much success in, in the one month that you've kind of been a brand? Mm-hmm. I would say the main thing um, is that, some, I mean, sometimes it does get tough. It gets challenging. And, you know, maybe even there's moments where you go, you know, what am I doing? I have two little kids. This is challenging. But I think making sure you understand the passion that you have behind what you're doing and why you're doing it, you know, something beyond just starting something, having a passion. So for me, the passion is for community and for people. I absolutely love getting to meet. I mean, the fact that I get to meet you right now, it's virtual, but you know, it's just, it's a great experience and it's something that I really value. And so behind kind of the problem solving of the clothing is being able to have a passion that's a little bit deeper and stronger, I find kind of carries you through on those, on those discouraging days. And so I would say that's, um, that's been a really good resource. I think also too, just kind of swallowing your pride and being able to ask questions, being able to, you know, give acknowledgement where it's due, right. And say, you know, like, thank you, you know, Molly, Greta, Nathan, whatever, like, thank you, certain scale, because I'm, you know, that's great that you're sharing these resources and that we, as you know, small businesses can learn from that. Right. And just not not thinking you have to do it all yourself and being okay with, you know, asking other people for help and admitting when you're not sure what to do. Mm. And it's such a great point that you've just said there, because, you know, I see you pop out, pop up in our start and scale group, asking questions and helping others, which I think is really, really great. And I, I also think having you on the podcast gives a new perspective and a different perspective as being a busy mom, launching her own store mm. and kind of navigating almost those two kind of really difficult situations, being a mum is hard and then also starting a business is hard. What would be some advice that you might give to mums thinking about wanting to start a business with two young kids? Um, I would say, honestly, it's, it's actually been very helpful for my mental health with my first son after he was born. Um, it was actually really challenging for me to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. I mean, it is a challenging job as it is. And then I just I found, I found not, um, not working to be hard for me. And so this last time my son is seven months old now, and I've been, you know, working on this that whole time. And it's, it's really helped me with the transition this time. And so I would say, you know, if you've been kind of dreaming of it, I would say, go for it, be patient, um, give yourself grace though. There are going to be times where it's hard and it's frustrating. And I would say too, if you can somehow find, you know, this is my time to work on it. I'm going to focus and not worry about my kids. And then when you are with your kids, just focus on them and don't worry about the work and try as best. It's hard, but try as best as you can to keep them separate. And 
know that, you know, it's okay to have these, these passions and these dreams as well. And that, um, you know, it'll be cool for your kids to see you pursue that as well. Mm. And that's such key advice and such great advice too. And thank you so much for sharing that little, little bit of wisdom. Cause I'm sure a lot of people listening mm-hmm. will love that, but Speaking from, you know, you just touched upon how you've been working very hard on your business since your first born. I'd love to talk mm. to you about launch because as you mentioned at the start of this little chat, it's only been a month. How has it been, you know, how was day one? What was the feeling like when you saw that first purchase come through and you're like, wow, someone's actually purchased what I've spent so long on creating? Yeah, no, it was, um, it was very exciting. It feels a little bit surreal. I think there's a lot of little steps in between, you know, your first your first order and then your first order that's, you know, not in kind of your area, your first order from across the country um, and things like that. So I think just with each step, I tried to, you know, celebrate each moment and remember that we did work really hard to get to this, to this point. It was very encouraging. Um, Even we did a 24 hour pre-launch and uh, we, in, just over 24 hours, we revenued over $1,100. And I was amazed. I mean, I remember looking at other people's stories and I thought, you know, $1,000 in a day, like, yeah, right. You know, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, but it was, it was just so encouraging to see people's response and their support. Um, and then after they had their clothing, their responses and their reviews as well were really encouraging. So yeah, so this, it's been, um, it's been a really great learning experience this last month. Um, I've still learned a lot. And I think that is a huge part, as you probably know about starting a company is just constantly learning and improving and, you know, being okay with the fact that, you know, I don't know everything now that I will in a year, but I know a lot more now than I did a year ago. Right. And so just kind of going with that. So, yeah, so it's been really encouraging to see sales, to see sales across the country, um, and just support. And I find for me, every time we get an order and it's somebody that, you know, I'm not sure where they found us or what they think it just, you know, I still have that curiosity, but it's, it's a really, it's a really satisfying feeling. Yeah, definitely to say the least. And a thousand dollars in a day is incredible work. And, you know, it's so refreshing having such new business owners and people like you on the podcast, because it gives a whole new perspective to launching a brand because there's ebbs and flows and challenges and successes. And I think as you touched upon just then, you're still learning and you're still growing. What do you think has been the biggest learning curve since you had that thousand dollar day to keep kind of having that successes and, and still moving forward? I would say it's important to celebrate those successes, but then also just continue forward and kind of keep doing the things that you need to do to, you know, for your search engine optimization or for, you know, improving your unboxing experience for creating new products um, and just kind of still have a goal that you're moving towards and, and not stop with that and go, wow, that was amazing. Okay. Let's just sit here and celebrate it. It's, it's good to do that, but then to look forward and see what else you can work on, um, to advance and to move forward at that point is what I would, is what I would say. And just, I think also to realize that, you know, there might be, as you said, ebbs and flows, there might be some, you know, days or weeks where it's not as busy with orders and then other weeks where it's quite a bit busier and to just recognize that as we grow and we learn that will be the way that it kind of goes and that that's a normal part and to just 
continue doing the things um, that we've learned and that are working. Mm -hmm. And I think also something that encompasses everything that you just said is having passion for what you're doing. And you definitely do because that still motivates you to keep working hard. And as you mentioned before, Mm -hmm. having something that your children can see and be like, wow, mom really did this or mom's still doing this, which is really, really great. Mm -hmm. And speaking Mm -hmm. on moving forward, how have you kind of thought about creating more innovations or different products for your brand? Because it would be almost difficult where you've gotten to a certain point where you say, yes, I've, I've mastered the, the maternity bra, I've mastered the maternity leggings. How have you kind of thought in steps of creating new products? So that's actually, to be honest, that's my favorite part is the product creation. I love problem solving. And so, I mean, if I could just do product creation all day, I would, um, but that, you know, I got to get there still. Um, I would say with, with products, I still think there are quite a few, like I still have quite a few ideas of what I'd like to, what I'd like to work on next. I really do think, like you said earlier, is just creating clothing that can be cute along with being very functional for this time of life and for moms who, you know, want to be active. And we, we want people to know too, that that doesn't mean, you know, running a marathon, that just means movement, right? Like when I'm playing with my kids on the floor, I love having this kind of clothing to wear. I try wearing jeans sometimes and I change after 10 minutes, you know? And so I think just, um, just kind of thinking of moms where we are now and what we're, what we're trying to do in the lives that we live and creating products that are like that, I think as well, just creating, um, a supportive size, um, range of sizes and kind of innovating. I have a few other ideas as well for, solving some of the problems that we as moms face. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's incredible that you, you know, you have that passion for it as I just touched upon earlier, but also as you said, the problem solving aspect of it is, is really great because I was also having a look at, for example, your jacket that you have with the invisible zips and I've never seen anything like that before. And, you know, my sister went through two pregnancies and I know she would have loved something like that to keep herself active, but also have the ease of it all because it's hard, as you mentioned, having to get changed and and just not being comfortable. So I think that's really great that your, your product has done this for so many women and I'm sure you'll continue to. But besides the product development and your community growth, what other goals do you have in the next two months or maybe even in 2022 that you as a brand really want to work on and focus on? I would say we really want to focus right now on just bringing awareness to our brand and letting people know that we're here and what we have and kind of creating that, yeah, essentially that brand awareness, you know, across, across Canada right now, across um, North America, um, and just letting people know what we have as well as bringing out new products, right. And kind of talking within that community of, of women who are interested in this type of thing right now um, and seeing where, where is what's, where, what's lacking with what's available right now. What are they looking for? What are they hoping for? What are ways that we can improve upon what we're already doing? And so I would say those would be the two main things right now would be bringing awareness. Um, I know for me, you know, I didn't know of anything that was available and that was frustrating. And so I just really want, if women are looking for this, I want them to be able to, to find us um, and be able to try out our stuff in this stage of life. I know it can sometimes be a shorter stage of life, you know, during your pregnancy and postpartum. Um, so I would say that, and then bringing out new products this next year and new colors would be our main two goals. 
I can't wait to see all of the developments that you have. I'm sure they'll be amazing and the colors that you bring out, as you mentioned, and and everything else, because I think it's a really great idea that you have and I'm sure you'll have such great success in the future and hopefully we'll have you back on. But my last question, and I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast will know by now, it is my favorite question, but if there's someone listening to your episode today and they might be thinking of starting a brand or maybe not even sure where to start, what advice would you give to them to help put them on the right path? I would say, I mean, that's, there could be a lot to that question. Um, I would say definitely at the beginning, a lot of people that I know um, sell themselves short and they don't allow themselves to actually dream. So what I would say is let yourself dream, let yourself believe that anything is possible and that you can do it. Because if you start, you know, doubting yourself and thinking, well, why could I do this? I mean, I was a teacher, what qualifications, you know, if you do that. So I would just say, don't allow yourself, especially when you're trying to come up with an idea, don't allow yourself to, to put yourself down and just believe that it is possible. I mean, I think it's good to do your market research, um, but believe in the fact that you can start something and there's no reason why you can't be successful. Mm -hmm. Such great advice. And Kelsey, I want to thank you again for sitting down, taking time out of your evening to share your story and your journey with everyone listening. And I can't wait to see what will happen in the next months. You've only been around a month and you've already done such great things. So thank you again for sitting down and speaking with me. Thanks, Molly. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want to access the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com or head to the link in the show notes.